This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, it appears Congress will be going with another year-long continuing resolution to fund the government. A familiar face at the Energy Department becomes the agency's new leader. Skills gaps in the federal workforce are starting to have consequences. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Less than three weeks out from the deadline to avert a government shutdown, Senator James Lankford says a year-long continuing resolution remains an unpopular but likely option for Congress to pursue. Lankford told reporters he would oppose a year-long CR because of the disruption it would bring to agencies' budget planning. Lankford cited frequent shutdowns as a top item on his federal fumbles list of wasteful government spending and co-sponsored a bill with Senator Maggie Hassan that would trigger automatic CRs in the event of a shutdown. Senators Marco Rubio and Rick Scott are taking their concerns for the Thrift Savings Plan and the International Fund right to the president. They want President Trump to appoint new members to the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board after its decision to move the I-Fund to a new emerging markets benchmark that includes Chinese companies. Rubio and Scott say Trump should pay special attention to replacing board members whose terms have expired. Paul Ray, President Trump's permanent pick to lead the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs, will testify before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee on Wednesday. But Democrats on the committee claim the Office of Management and Budget has withheld documents needed to vet Ray. The Democrats, led by Senator Gary Peters, have urged OMB's Office of Legal Counsel to turn over those records so the committee can assess how Ray has led the agency in an acting capacity since June 2018. The Senate confirms a new head of the Energy Department. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has details. Several Democrats voted with the majority Republicans to confirm Dan Bruyette as the next Energy Secretary to succeed Rick Perry. Bruyette has been Deputy Secretary for the past two years. Before that, he was head of public policy for USAA, a financial services company serving military members and veterans. Earlier, he worked at Ford Motor Company. Bruyette was chief of staff for the House Committee on Energy and Commerce before joining Energy for two years during the Bush administration. I'm Tom Temin. Skills gaps across the federal workforce played a role in nearly half of government's high-risk areas. The Government Accountability Office says they specifically contributed to 49% of all government-wide high-risks. The Office of Personnel Management's Inspector General cited them as one of the agency's ongoing management challenges for fiscal 2020. The IG says OPM made some progress over the last year, but OPM needs to continue to facilitate more conversations and advertise best practices with agencies to close these gaps. A new round of re-enlistment bonuses for Navy sailors with hard-to-find skills. The incentive payments go as high as $100,000, depending on how long service members agree to stay and their career specialty. Officials say they're also expanding a pay-for-performance pilot program to boost those bonuses for the Navy's highest performers. DOD's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center is looking for a hybrid cloud to host its applications. The Defense Information Systems Agency is soliciting businesses to form the Joint Common Foundation, which will be used by JAIC to build, test, and hold its software. DISA will hold an industry day in early January, which will be followed by a request for proposals in the second quarter of 2020. DISA wants to award the contract by the end of 2020. 
The Defense Department is moving forward with a pair of experiments with 5G technology on military bases. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. The Pentagon released draft versions of two requests for prototype proposals yesterday. Vendors have two weeks to respond with comments before DOD issues the final solicitations. One project would try to build a 5G smart warehouse at the Marine Corps Logistics Base in Albany, Georgia. The other would study ways to minimize interference between 5G signals and radar systems at Hill Air Force Base in Utah. DOD says it plans to release draft solicitations for two more 5G prototypes in the coming weeks. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Senator Tim Kaine and Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy find issues with private military housing remediation and the homes themselves after touring Fort Belvoir in Virginia. Kane told reporters after the tour that some maintenance jobs were sloppily done and families are still waiting for their homes to be cleared of mold and pest infestation. The revelations come 10 months after Congress first took notice of nationwide problems with the management of privatized military homes. The Defense Contract Management Agency is bringing together its civilian and uniformed human resources offices. DCMA created a new total force directorate and named Michael Bupre as its new director. Previously, DCMA had two separate human resources offices focused on civilian personnel and on military personnel. Now both offices, led by senior officials, will report to Bupre. Over the next few months, Bupre will go on a listening tour and then come up with a strategy to move the directorate forward. In nearly three years in the making, the SBA finalizes a major rule change to its government contracting programs. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. More public contract bundling notifications, procurement center representatives get expanded oversight, and agencies can earn double credit for disaster contracts. These are among the major updates to the Small Business Administration's major contracting programs. SBA issued a final rule last week detailing a host of changes. Among the most significant is a new requirement for agencies to publish within seven days the details of a substantial bundling of contract requirements. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 